on today's episode of the glue guys wow brian the nets won a game an important game for playoff standings as sad as it is the nets are now on top of mount 500 <laughs> how exciting what a great season huge uh, we're gonna talk about that uh nets hornets yeah game talk a little hoops and then uh sixers nets preview all the emotions all the feels love it This is Mike Harrison. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. A subsidiary of the New York Times. Brad. Michael. The Nets. You have to. You, are. The Nets are back. Hey, we got to win, Mike. We won one. A big dub, a big fat dub. Thank a, God, this team is hot. Got a juicy the hottest dub. teams in the NBA. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling, buddy? You 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 uh, took notes. You, you dove up, in. You I stayed in up late. I told you I had. I was. But it was by candlelight. I didn't stream because I had to. I had to watch the game later. I was. I was babysitting. Like Ooh. I had to do some babysitting. Um, Uncle Uncle Bud was in the house. Um, <laughs> but I got back to it. Um, interesting game. Hey kid, buddy. hey kid, go fetch me a beer. Yeah. Go get me. I was chomping on a cigar. Take a little sip off the top for me. <laughs> Exactly. Drink all that little foam for me. <laughs> is that how? You, that is how Uncle Bud rides. Sorry. That's how we do it. Sorry. Um, yeah. Did you watch the game? You got any? Got any hot takes? I got hot takes. Hey, uh, the Nets offense actually looked good. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was. What's his name? It's like Steve Jones. It's like one of these. Like um, he used to be an assistant coach in the NBA. Now he's very prominent on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted out, and I love this. The Nets had a lineup of Seth Curry, Kyrie, Patty Mills, Goran Dragic, and Dragic, and Nick Claxton. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to ride this Steve Nash uh, experiment where he is playing James Johnson too much at times, or the the lineups are wildly different from game to game, um, I'm here for then the good weirdness. There's good weirdness, there's bad weirdness, right? And that's good weird. Give me four point guards and... A shot blocking, switching defense machine, and Nick Claxton. It was. It felt good. It yeah. felt right. Uh, KD didn't even feature that prominently in the game. Kyrie, fifty points on nineteen shots. He was electric. I love. I love a little box score reading from us. We. It's been what. <laughs> it actually occurred to me like while I was watching the game. I was like, oh, this is this is sort of the team. You know. Now we actually get to with seventeen somewhat. games, <laughs> somewhat with seventeen games left for better or worse. Like this is we're getting close because the whole season we've been basically forced to talk about anything but basketball because like literally we were just it was like I guess Daron Sharp is playing thirty five minutes for this team or I don't know what but didn't didn't seem like that was going to be a, a lasting phenomenon. And it and it surely wasn't. So like, at at no point during the season were we able to just talk about games in a way that meant anything towards the end of the season when games matter most. So um, I was just happy to to I was reveling in that moment, Mike. That I was that I could look, what look at this fat box score. Okay, yeah. fourteen points for KD. He played forty minutes still in a game where he like he had seven assists, uh, but he wasn't like a feature performer ultimately. No, Bruce Brown. The Bruce Brown Assance is happening. Have you Brian. seen his numbers in March? I haven't pulled up, Mike. 
I have his March. Who numbers. am I tell me? You tell me. I what's got his happening. March numbers over here. His his game log is is uh, it's popping right now. So in March, guess what his numbers are? Do you want to guess? I'll give it thirty five points, fifteen <laughs> rebounds, and eighteen blocks. He's, he's averaging fifteen points on sixty percent field goal percentage, forty four point four percent, no, almost forty five percent from the three point line, I'm blistering eighty percent from the free throw line, two steals. Four assists, six rebounds, you know, just real, like, real rotation yes. player kind of numbers, Mike. How seriously can we take it? I We've been here with Bruce Brown before in a good way, and then I felt like this season has been a journey for him. But of recent, you said the numbers, he's he's looked good. He's I mean, been a valuable contributor for this the team. The Bruce Assance dates back to mid-February, I would say, so there's been a little bit more, um, I'm, I'm being misleading with only mentioning March numbers, but February, the second half of February is pretty dope too. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how much to read it. I, I would say that like in all of Bruce's, you know, Renaissance, or whatever, I don't think he was ever sort of um, <laughs> like last year's Renaissance. I don't think he was ever uh, filling up the stat sheet in the way that he is now, which is, you know, an important part of a true of, of painting your, I don't know, name, name a Renaissance painting here. What's a, we we know things, right? We're cultured um, guys. The battle, the, like you know, <laughs> I know. I'm sure there's a Renaissance painting called the, ba- the battle. <laughs> the battle. Look at us. Apple. <laughs> Famous Renaissance paintings. Um, well, you know, real we got quick, the Sistine Chapel. Mona Lisa. Yeah, the Jesus, Mona Lisa. Man. I was. We had the stuff. Last Supper. Come the on. hits. Some big, the some creation big... of Adam. Let's play it's the just hits. A murderer's Row of big big paintings. Anyways, um, but I'm gonna look up the battle. <laughs> is that a there is many battles there in you, you weren't wrong you thank weren't you wrong. the battle of san romano mm. um anyways so he's been Paolo uccello i can't remember a time and i guess this dates back to the last year where he's consistently had um an impact on on the box score like he has so i mean you know of all the things bruce is really having a moment but there's so much there's so much else going on mike i mean like you were saying this goran dragic patty mills uh, Seth Curry lineup that they keep trotting out is pretty interesting. I've, and by the way, Seth Curry has if you're if he's not growing on you, if he's not filling up uh, a lot of the holes in your Joe Harris heart, you know I can't I can't help you because this I mean he is we've talked about it a little bit last week, but um, he's a lot he's got a lot more going on than I realized than I ever realized, Mike. He's pretty crafty. So you are if if just a Joe Harris v Seth Curry if that was the option a Sophie's I, I, choice I, for you I think they're shooters. different they're different enough players where it's 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 unfair to You're Meryl Streep um <laughs> have you ever seen Sophie's choice I've never seen I actually movie. never I just, have which is no. and I always get it mixed up with Angel's Ashes and I know that that's not right that's not that's not what you I don't even know what that is so it's tough it's tough out there um so but yeah I agree with like so we we'll talk about Ben Simmons later obviously the Nets are about to go to Philly, Ben Simmons is going to be on the bench. But a lot of the conversation of like the Nets won that trade, like I, I think we need to see Ben Simmons play before we can determine whether they did. But Seth Curry is a rare piece to get in a superstar trade. Like he is a he's a, a cheap player. I think he's making only eight million dollars a yep. year this year and next. Mm-hmm. He can handle the ball. He isn't as bad on defense as like. I feared. Dude, I think he's a little bit better. He can handle the heck out of the ball, Mike. He's like a pretty <laughs> deft. He like doesn't drop his dribble, and he's um he like tries to get places with it. It's it's um it's a pretty. He's like a good ball handler, like full blown. He's good. A, he's yeah. good at basketball. He's good. Um, and I've I mean even though last night he wasn't fantastic, he you know, God, it's so hard to talk about this team and like enjoy the moment 
I'm trying to. Can you, tell, about... can you tell them I'm trying to for those? You yeah, know, this, is, <laughs> this is the theme of the show right now. <laughs> the thing I want to say is like, once they get Ben Simmons inserted in the lineup, no, I think things already, will look really good. You're already <laughs> taking us in that direction, Mike. And I'm trying to what I'm trying to talk about is is Drummond to Kyrie pin yes. down passes. Okay. That's <laughs> Drummond, hey, Drummond 20 points, 14 rebounds, six of ten from the free throw line, two blocks and a steal, and two assists. Our our guy, the the East Coast Jokic, mm. Andre Drummond. Um so this is the thing that this team has been lacking for many, many years. DeAndre Jordan was never this. Jared Allen wasn't this in the same exact way. We're like, we love Jared Allen. The guy's an all-star. He's better than Andre Drummond, no doubt. But it's sort of like the havoc that Drummond can create by being super big, being in the right place at the right time, and just yamming on people's faces is just a different style of ball than we've had from a big man. And I, and I, you know, I would say I that even it. that's a bit of a disservice. You've painted him as like, a, and, a Renaissance painting, and and he's Mona Lisa, but he's way me, more attractive. Let me dip your let me dip your, your brush. Mona Lisa was a hog. Let me can we be honest? Your brush into this shade of gray. This the fiftieth. Anyways, uh, I think he's like a pretty deft and clever player, way more than people realize. Like uh, that actual pin down play that sure. that I was talking about with Kyrie Irving, like. He threw a lead pass that's like really difficult from like just hovering around the three point line. He he actually is like a legitimately like if he could just rein it in a tiny bit, uh, he could be a really really good sort of linchpin playmaker, uh, like operating around that the elbow or whatever. <laughs> um, this kind of just brings me to like what I actually can sort of see coming into into being maybe hopefully a little bit with this team. It's just the bit that's like be careful. We've, we've, we've got, we don't know. We don't <laughs> we have know. No clue. What there's a, there's be. a lot of their putty there's here games left, and, basically. and we're trying to make this, the statue of David, right. To keep the Renaissance theme going here. And like, if the, if the, that's actually pre Renaissance. Now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, now that we have like a whole roster full of kind of savvy veteran, like it, Two months ago, it was like Cam Thomas and Kessler Edwards playing like all of the minutes, and we're like, "What is? What exactly is this team?" <laughs> and now, and now it's like a bunch of wily vets, um, and we're seeing like, like I was saying, these pin down plays, like pocket passes, just like splitting screens and Smart lead passes, on just some like level, actual yeah. things happening that are efficient and uh, and fluid. And I was like, "Oh, that, like that first half of basketball that we played, it's like if that could be our brand of basketball." I, I see it. I could see the vision, Mike. I could, if we can hone whatever that is and and water that plant, you know that's that's a thing. Uh oh, here we go. People are mad at your takes they, because they, they're honking. They're outside with pitchforks. They're it's, saying it's worse Brian, than it's worse. Don't than talk about watering. Do you know how long it takes to for a plant to grow? Right. It takes it takes more than seventeen games. That's yeah. This this isn't. The nets are like a cherry blossom. They're gonna bloom very quickly and then die very fast because it's gonna be beautiful. But then they're gonna die, and there's gonna be a, a a tree left there without flowers. I hate to interrupt. I'm uh, gonna go close my window. Keep keep that. Yeah, you go alive. close the window. Yeah. yeah, because again, we're trying to have this conversation. The Nets are now <laughs> 33 and 33 on the season, which is a record I never thought the Nets would be this season. That they would be 500 this late in the season. It it's not a, a good indicator of who they are as a as a team and their fortunes maybe to be. Uh, NBA champions this season, mm. which are aspirations. But let's let's we have to live in the, the information we have. And I have a question for you, Brian. Please. The Nets lost a very close game to the Boston Celtics. Do we take that as a positive that the game was so close and the Nets obviously didn't have their full team? 
or is it still a negative in the fact that, you know what, it's a game that they probably should have won, um, and they they couldn't get it done. So is that uh, again the classic sort of um, moral victory loss, yeah. or is it is it actually just like, hey, it's a loss? Well, and we have, should all hate ourselves. I think this is actually a good like just using these two games as sort of a microcosm of what the team is or could be. Like in the Charlotte game, there was no point. It was like the first game where I was like this wouldn't have been better with Harden on the floor. Like, I don't think this would have, Harden would have made this better. Whereas in the Celtics game, the way that the style of play we're doing, which is more ISO heavy and relying on star power, it's like, all right, Harden would have been a third star in this shootout. Um, if we can facilitate the the fluidity of the, the wiliness that I've been talking about, then that's good. But like, if we're not doing that, like the Celtics, like we don't have the, the chemistry. We don't have the, uh, I just don't like the idea of like trying to outstar people anymore. I just I don't think that that's where our team is right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean it, it doesn't because like even when Ben Simmons comes back, the outstaredness isn't going to happen, right? Because he's not that type of player where he is so like overwhelming right. as an he's just not an overwhelming offensive force unless he's in transition. The thing that he will do though is that like if they had Ben Simmons, everyone has said this in that Celtics game he maybe would have done a little bit better job on Jason Tatum, right? Like the Tatum factor, sort of the star player on the other team maybe is diminished slightly because Ben Simmons can cause defensive havoc in a way that only really Kevin Durant can on this team. Um, and it's it's too much. We can't ask our precious boy Kevin, our sweet, sweet Lord and Savior, to, to do all that amount of work. Mm. Um and so, like, that's where it's like this team is in this constant state of like, hey, they beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. I think that was just Kyrie, right? There was no Kevin Durant in the right. Milwaukee Bucks game. That's correct. That happens. And then they lose to Miami. They lose to the Celtics. Man, this team stinks. It's awful. We get the things about how over the past 15 games, they have the same record as the Knicks, which is not ever a good comparison point. No. And they go down to Charlotte, a team that they are competing with for a playoff spot which is terrifying. And Charlotte's been wonky, like they've tailed off a bit going into going into this game. And they they beat Charlotte in a convincing way, in a way where Charlotte was continually trying to make that comeback. Mm-hmm. And the Nets via Kyrie Irving and his shot making. I mean, the guy it's just so it's the it's the Kyrie experience where he is so singular in his ability. Uh, Michael Grady tweeted out this ama- this great like sort of ground level video of him filming Kyrie on a play where Kyrie is like dribbling around three different defenders against, against Charlotte and gets to like a fadeaway jumper from 18 feet. And it's a swish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's just not many dudes that can do that. Um, wish he would get vaccinated. Sorry to bring it up. <laughs> wish he would get vaccinated because yeah. we still don't know if he'll play at home. Can, can we Brian? talk about the, the, when you, whenever you tweet about this kind of stuff, there's so it's like, it's just a real, uh, anthropological journey, Mike. And my favorite one, the like the new refrain that I keep seeing is you'll tweet something and it'll be like, looks like you guys are wrong. You didn't need to get vaccinated because he's playing amazing out there. And it's like, guys, we never we never said he wasn't going to be good, you buttholes. We said he should play more. <laughs> he needs to play more. That's he's There le- is his- no data that shows the vaccine diminishes your <laughs> yeah. basketball ability, yeah. right? And yeah. and yeah, I guess maybe their point is like, hey, he's already had COVID and he's still fine. Um, but there's also other guys who like Rudy Gobert couldn't taste 
for a year. Dude, I ate, I told you I ate a lemon. I ate a whole lemon when I had it by itself. So jealous. And and finish finish it off with some anchovies. I was just, I ate durian. (laughs) I ate a durian candy. Nothing. Didn't phase me. True. Um, I know. It's just so, you know, and I had made the joke on Twitter and, you know, it's a basic joke, but like, what if Kyrie had just said, like, hey, like he had said in the post game press conference, hey guys, I got to go. I'm getting the vaccine appointment at 9 a.m. and they just left. The the firestorm of joy, I guess it would have created uh, well, for us. There was another like a couple of people who reacted to that being like that would actually piss me off because, you know, then it would be yeah. an all a waste, which is that is the number one example of what they call the sunk cost fallacy. When you've invested so much in a bad strategy that you can't even abandon it because. Sure. Yeah. You should, you should, aban- <laughs> you should, you should abandon it as soon as possible. It's bad. Don't do uh, it. Oh, my but, God. Right, let's, let's, we're let's trying to bring it back. We'll, yeah, take a break. Yeah, yeah let's bring, bring Let's do this. Quick break. Coming back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Hornets game, and then we're going to transition to something Kevin Durant said about James Harden that should make Brian feel really proud of himself. Oh, great. And we're back, Brian. Um, last point. Mm. Nah, not last. I mean, we could do a couple what if more I, What if I have a point? Yeah, I don't want to be so presumptuous <laughs> yeah, that my statement real. will will pin will close this argument. Good. Um, so in this game, Lamarcus Aldridge is out. He's out with a hip injury. He's out for the next two games. We're out for this one and the next one against Philly. Um, I don't know what. Like we don't know. Obviously, he's had hip issues before in the past. I don't know what his status is going to be going forward. I hope that he <laughs> this doesn't turn into a Joe Harris situation. Um, obviously. I I did I do believe this. If you're going to say who was the most consistent net all year, it's pretty much Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm. Kyrie's uh, completely eliminated, of course. KD was out with the MCL. Mm-hmm. Harden is disqualified, and, and then from there it's like Patty Mills and Lamarcus Aldridge, right? Um, and and Joe Harris, of course, not here. Lamarcus has like kind of kept this team afloat, and I love what he could do in the playoffs in terms of. Just his shot making, like when the defense is focusing even more on Durant and Kyrie, if they're allowed to play together ever again mm-hmm. uh, consistently, guys like Lamarcus Aldridge will be left open. And if he's hitting, you know, if he's like seven for 10 from mid range, that's going to be a nice little bucket for them. But in this game against the Hornets, it was Drummond and it was Nick Claxton. Those are your bigs. I don't hate that those are my bigs. Um, I very much like Drummond, and I do like this Nick Claxton experience. I can't – It's he is a microcosm of the Nets where, mm-hmm. like, he is there. He's exciting. He's gone. He is hurt. He has a mysterious disease. He comes back. He's out of shape. He plays himself into shape. He almost gets traded. He doesn't get traded, and now we're stuck here, and he's getting 20 minutes a game. He didn't play that great against Charlotte. His court awareness, particularly on offense, is uh, not good. Yeah, He's a developing player. Um, but my fear with this team, like let's say everything is put together defensively though. There's still some deficiencies. Ben Simmons will help. I Nick Claxton solves a lot of problems defensively, athleticism, switching and all that. Yeah. I'm not saying I want the, I don't want to banish the Marcus, but I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world that Nick Claxton's getting some minutes right now and sort of expanding his game. No, I think, I think it's also a reflection of just like trying to play more up tempo. Uh, I mean, love, love LaMarcus, but he does take a second to get going. It's not a, not exactly a high energy kind of bro. Um, And we, and we haven't noticed. And we do need to get like Claxton into 
what, like trying to evolve this Pokemon into what he's going to be is, um, you know, top. <laughs> this was supposed to be the Nick Claxton. You know, I'm now Googling Pokemon <laughs> and going to find the perfect Pokemon. Um, I, I just typed in Googling. Oh my god, nice. I'm losing my mind. Even you got baby, you got babies coming out of ears. That's what, and Bruce Brown has really sort of like stole as of late the you know the narrative of like Im- most improved sort of rotation, maybe not rotation player. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, like I would love it if Nick Claxton could actually ascend to to that next level because he's he's still stuck in whatever like you know transition period he's been for the last <laughs> three years now. He's on a ramp. He's this on whole team. He's, he's, True. I will say my last point, Mike. I have one last point. Oh, hey, okay. I Your have last one last point. point. I the one thing that I thought was important, or last one of a few things I thought was important, uh, was the big game energy. And this is a very qualitative. This is a very like sports radio talk kind of kind of take here. So get ready for <laughs> Love it. Love it. But like it was a big game. You know, this is one of like four games that Kyrie's going to play before the playoffs or whatever, and he had to play with the rest of the team. It was had super big consequences for the play-in tournament, had super big consequences because it's a tiebreaker. So just like, it was a must-win, and they highlighted that um, a lot on on the broadcast. And I got the sense that they could get motivated for that. Right for that first half of basketball was exceptional. It's the best basketball I've seen on this team in since last year's playoffs. Uh, and I was hopeful from it that like, oh, okay, like when, you, when we actually need to win some play-in tournament games, uh, we can flip that switch as we've often talked about. Yeah, I mean, so this is a great point to transition into our Sixers. That's why I saved it for last, Mike. How do I know? Official preview. <laughs> You're so good at your job. Um, I'm what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing right now. That sounded like I wasn't being authentic. I was. <laughs> I, I apologize. That's You're good. so good at your job. Um, I am trying to look up odds on BetMGM of what the Nets. Uh, 76ers line is by the way the Nets the odds for NBA championship odds the Nets are still actually tied with the 76ers for the fourth best odds at plus 650 on BetMGM which if you're a glue guys fan you could there's some promo code I think it's like nice. athletic NY and you can get a nice little deal and there's also like risk-free bets you know, we don't need the credit we just want you guys to yeah spend your money and gamble make, make and that money make it rain. Make, make that money the net <clears throat> These odds probably need to be updated because right now the Warriors are tied for the best odds um, in in the NBA with the Suns, and the Warriors are ta- are not not looking good. Um, there's there's some real value out there to be had. Let me Celtics plus plus sixteen hundred. Um, Celtics are. I was impressed by the Celtics watching has, that game. Has a car alarm ever? protected a car from getting stolen or is it only Never. for <laughs> is it only for ruining podcasts is that the soul have you ever have you ever been on the street in the car with the car alarm is going off and you're like that is that car has been stolen let me call the cops <laughs> like no one no one does that no. and also once you get in the car you usually can figure out a way to if somebody is jacking a car and the car like thing is i just think like oh that guy owns his car and he's breaking into his own car because he left, forgot his keys that's that's where i go with it um 76ers nets odds real quick uh let me pop that up uh, money line, blah blah blah, betting line. Because I want to know like what the consensus is. And Jesus, this can't be for this game. I, I, I'm done. I'm done trying to find odds. But basically, I want to ask you this: What's your just emotion about what the game, how the game is going to play out? Not like, and we'll get into the fan reaction and all that stuff. But what are what is your feeling of like how the game may actually? develop in front of her eyes 
is this going to be a competitive game where we talk about, you say, in the Hornets game, it felt like the Nets, you know, brought a level of competitiveness that we haven't seen recently. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are two competitive SOBs. Um, they'll have their boy Ben Simmons on the bench for that game. Do you think the Nets are going to elevate their play or it's going to be so an overwhelming sense of emotion in the Wells Fargo arena or whatever it's <laughs> called in Philly whatever that, that it's just like that Harden's going to be throwing alley-oops to Joel Embiid and we're like, oh, this sucks. This sucks. I don't want to <laughs> This is a funny question. Like, do you, do you like, it's like, do you think it's going to suck or do you think it's going to be awesome? <laughs> yeah. sort of the question. <laughs> it's basically um, my feeling going into every yeah. uh, franchise movie at this point. Dude, and... it's going to be awesome. Come on. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be great. We'll watch it on the Dirty Stream. And you, you get there by going to the Discord, which you get there by <laughs> clicking the link in the YouTube description or the yeah, Twitter yeah. bio. How about that? Good. I turned that into a little promo for us. You did. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I am worried about it because I I think our team is in a, in a weird place right now in its in its evolution. Um, always in a state of evolution. Uh, so I could go it could go either way, Mike. You know, um, but I'm I'm hopeful based on this last game. I mean, again. This this the big game the big game energy take is on is on the table. That's the stakes here. Because if it's if they if they poop the bed, then I'm taking it off. I'm taking it right back off the table, Mike. It's an interesting matchup at this point because the Nets do have Drummond. Lamarcus Aldridge won't be there, um, and I actually think Aldridge has like the type of guy that he could maybe defend a little bit as Embiid, just because of the size element. Embiid's of course like a, a freak of nature. He's he is mobile, but he's not like. He's not running all around the floor like a, a tall J.J. Redick, right? Like, mm-hmm. so LaMarcus could have been effective, and Nick Clocks and I have very little hope that he's <laughs> going to be able to body Joel Embiid. But, like, Harden's – how the Nets are going to try to defend Harden, I mean, they're going to put Bruce Brown on him, I think. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think Bruce – like, Bruce is the fit. type of guy who is up for that, right? Like, he, he – He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's a friend of the show. All friends of the show have chips on their shoulders. True. Doritos, Takis, chi- <laughs> Fritos. Takis. Have you tried the blue Takis? Those ones. Oh, yeah. blue Takis? I'm They're that flavorless, too. but very hot. The best. What does that the mean? Be- the best of both worlds. They have no flavor? <laughs> they're, they're imperceptibly flavored. Like, I, you can't really tell. Like, is it flavored? I can't tell. You know, oh, sometimes where it's, so, where it's so flavor blasted that it's almost it, like crosses the threshold like, and you're like, is yeah. there a flavor at all? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, it's, it ascends to a higher plane. Yeah. Um, blue any food is is always a risky, unless if it's a blueberry, like a blue soda, a blue, like a, a, a yeah. blue drink, like a curacao. Isn't that a cocktail? Like a cocktail I think mixer? it's great. I mean, in candy, you're in good shape. You know, a blue raspberry is, or whatever, you know? like Yeah, that. it tastes good, but like <laughs> it's a terrifying shade. And you, it feels like the most sort of engineered yeah, shade of any sure. of the candy. But anyways, back to the Nets. Um, I'm just very intrigued about how the Nets are going to match that intensity. The guys I'm going to be looking towards are not even Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I am looking at like Bruce Brown, Seth Curry. Like what is Seth Curry's emotions going to the game? Does he feel a chip on his own shoulder and wanting to prove Philly wrong for like, why would you put me in the trade? Patty Mills is the type of player who – like senses the moment and maybe has like a really great game. We haven't had a really strong Patty Mills game yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look back at his game logs. He's kind of like, you know, he's been off and on. Obviously his role has shifted. 
I'm excited. Oh. I am also fearful. Look at Mike. Um, Getting all excited. And I, I have a sense that it could be ugly because Harden, Harden does this thing. He did it here in Brooklyn. Is that when he arrived at this new place, you know, he arrived in Brooklyn. He had a great sense of energy, uh, an esprit de corps. Supreme Decor, right? Isn't that like uh, whatever? Anyways, I don't know that I've ever heard. Uh, of. It, it's like an award I used to win in band. Supreme Decor. It's like the best, happiest band. Decor. The happiest um, band award. Yeah, Supreme Decor. Oh my god. Uh, no, that's just actually what kind of, what kind like, of eighth place trophies are you? Or the <laughs> Brian, you're talking to a guy who always won a most improved at every camp, you know, hey. which means you're starting from the bottom. Rise and grind. Rise and grind. I'm, I'm the Drake of of basketball <laughs> camps. Um. So I just I just worry about that game. And I think it's an important game because if they lose that game in a really ugly way, it becomes the situation of the narrative starts to really even build up even more of like the Nets aren't aren't it this year. And I know I'm not really even holding out hope that they're gonna win a championship because I just think this team is way like here's like the big picture take. There's just too much noise around this team this year. There's too much like uh disconnect for them to be a championship team. But if they get blown out in Philly, it's just going to be ugly. And I'm not going to want to watch ESPN or whatever yeah. first take for the next few years. But That's you're correct. excited. I mean, I'll it, be excited until I see if it starts to suck. Then, yeah, I mean, this is this, the nature of your question <laughs> is, is funny because if it sucks, it will suck for sure. That's true. What, what do you make of Ben Simmons sitting on the bench? Does that make you happy? Uh, it's an interesting choice. Um, a bold choice. I like it. It's like exposure therapy. I mean, it's like it's like CBT. You know, he's he's um, he's he's going right back into the belly of the beast. I don't know if you should. That was yeah. I'm into it. I'm just fully into it. You know, like let's let's embrace this. Let's get a little bit antagonistic if we can. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty it's a very bold choice because he very easily could have skipped the game. This is a guy with mental health uh, issues that he's. I mean, he's talked about. He's working through. And it would suck to be an arena of 20,000 people who all hate you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we can all relate, not relate, but we all understand that would suck. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be in a room with one person that dislikes me. 20,000 people yeah. from Philadelphia who are a cranky bunch uh, would not be fun. And But he's doing it. And I think it's a really good sign for this team that he's putting himself out there. Like, ultimately, there's so much confusion over – who like what what is Ben Simmons doing <laughs> this back issue that is it a back issue like we, we have no clarity on like when he's going to play for the team even though we're starting to get a little bit more information him showing up at least leads to the thought like oh okay at least he's not completely going away from the team again and he has some interest in being here right I don't know I'm excited yeah I think it's a, it's an interesting part of the of the soap opera um Good choice. I like it. Before we go, okay. Kevin Durant said this about oh, James Harden. Last night after the Hornets game, um, Kevin Durant was asked, do you think there's anything you guys could have done or said differently to change Harden's mind and make him want to stay long-term? This is what Kevin Durant had to say. No, I mean, when you look at it, try to look at it from his perspective. You look up, Kai's not playing, then I'm injured. He hasn't won a championship before. He has not. So he's looking at He's 32 years old, I guess, looking at himself, <laughs> wanted to make a decision to get on a team that can get him to that, contending, being one of the last teams standing. 
So you look at it from his perspective. You just say it is what it is. You can't really control how somebody feels when they're thinking like that. And then he talks a little bit more. It sounds like you. It sounds like Kevin Durant listens to this podcast and agrees exactly with how you agree of how everything went down. Yeah. That kind of is like Kyrie's not playing. Like, hey, uh, has a that's a he confirmed it's a big factor. Well, can I tell you what this. actually happened? So I I I I took the initiative on this, Mike, and I went out and I made a contraption that you can infiltrate someone's dreams while they're sleeping. And one of the cool things you can do once you're inside of someone's dreams is you can you can plant a seed of an idea that's actually yours, but then when they wake up, they're like, I had a crazy dream where I had an idea, and they think it's their idea. Um, that's what happened. Is there a movie about that? <laughs> Sorry, my, my wife is letting my cat into the room right while I was doing that, and it was distracting. Um, <laughs> hey, say hi, Magneto. Wow. Okay. Hey, Magneto. Um, anyways, yeah, I feel uh, incredibly vindicated. I mean, I feel like that's the only take, really. I mean, I, I don't feel especially special for it. I feel ever, did everyone have that take? I don't know. Or I guess some, no. people, some people were just like, nope, like Harden is a bad, 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 bad man, and he has no impulse control, and he wants to go to Philly because of cheese steaks or something dumb i don't know yeah, that's <laughs> my take that's a, that's a that's a nice thorough analysis of my take um and you 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 by by kevin durant saying that i mean like that's a an honest it's a very honest answer he answered the question of why he didn't james harden didn't want to be here yeah that, that answers it um he, like he didn't have to say basically like Kyrie is not playing then i'm injured and he looked for a better situation to win a championship you know he kevin durant definitively answered what happened and it was the, the the exact same thing that you've been saying for weeks now um i still think james harden like i if i'm james harden i would still rather be on the nets with a higher ceiling of like Kyrie's vaccination thing gets figured out or whatever and kevin durant's back i would have done that but he wants to be in philly and i hate him i think this so. speaks more to a larger trend of you know we put out things into the news media ecosystem uh, coast, coastal media elites that we are, and it seems to me that Nets players and personnel are commenting on that stuff directly. Mike, have you noticed that? Have you thought about that? No, I haven't noticed that. The fact that on our podcast we uh, directly said how the Nets have a bad media strategy about hiding and not answering questions about Ben Simmons, and then literally a day later, Sean Marks had a uh, a thorough interview with Yes, where he answered every single question that we said that he wasn't answering. I haven't noticed. You didn't. You, you know didn't. me. I don't. You don't, I don't live in that world. Stuff. I, I'm, I really focus. I got the blinders on. I don't really care <laughs> about what other people do. You know, it's not me. It's not my uh, thing. I don't. Yeah. I'm not like a, a psychopath and uh, really uh, <laughs> with huge grudges. Yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, hey, what a great show. Hey, we did uh, it again, we'll, Mike. We'll, we'll talk again after the 76ers game. That's that's it, important enough to have its own special. I think so. Podcast. Is that like a post-game pod could situation? Be, could be. I don't know what time it tips. Probably normal time. So Yeah, they're probably starting off at midnight. Yeah. Um, uh, but if not, you know, Friday morning. We'll be around. Um, thank you all for listening. Find us at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Look for uh, The Glue Guys, a Brooklyn Nets show. And uh, we are a subsidiary of the New York Times. Bye. Bye, everybody.